Toronto does a good job breaking their press. Outlet it underneath the basket, and Alyssa lays it in. Great job by the Bears, knowing Kansas was going to try to foul. They kept passing it up court, holding them at bay. Nalissa, a new career high. She has 33 points in this one. Kansas misses a three, and this is going to do it. There he is, Derek Smith, voice of Baylor women's basketball, baseball, all of it. Uh, and he is joining us now from Ames. Derek, if you hear some tunes... Heard some Beastie Boys earlier, which made me happy. Um, I am at Shoals, well, we kind of call it Shoals's, Shoals's Beer Garden, uh, in, in uh, uh, right on the edge of the University of Texas campus. Oh, I got ready you. To cover yeah, I know that the is. Bears. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, in fact, I, I, I shouldn't call them out like this, but I looked up and I, from a distance, saw, I haven't run into them yet here, so maybe they're inside. I was getting ready to start the show, and there's Doug Furch. And Paul from the Office of Baylor Alumni that showed up on the scene. So knowing them, they've got some kind of. (laughs) That's right. That's uh, we're sort of used to this happening. But now you are in Ames, uh, in Ames, Iowa. I hope the weather's not too crazy, but uh, you're not that far away from calling this thing. 5:30 on the pregame. Appreciate you being with us. And of course, uh, that'll be on 104.9 here in uh, Central Texas. 104.9. FM, you'll hear uh, Derek and Sophia on the call. Uh, it, there's a there's a lot riding on this one, Derek, and of course the uh, the, the Baylor women can uh, secure a, a a tie for the conference uh, championship with a win tonight. Derek, I, I think back only about a month and a half or two months ago, that that was hard to envision after the start to conference. So this is uh, it's pretty amazing that we're here now. It is, and it, it, what's great to see is that they didn't let the tough start uh, become a defining moment in the season. That what they did was they, you know, they got healthy after COVID, and it really seemed like that time allowed them to refocus just a little bit. Looking back, but what's been especially encouraging, even beyond the wins, is to see the way they've grown as a team, grown in the way they've learned how to uh, operate Coach Nick's system learn to uh, implement game plans and of course that stuff goes hand in hand with winning which they've done with regularity 13 the last 14 and you know it's neat to see that it's really been a very steady methodical climb to the top that i hope continues to pay dividends tonight and on into march yeah i I think you're right and and um you know this has been a really interesting year because the there used to seemingly be you know, the, the Bears would run over a lot of folks, and it just seems like this was the year a lot of teams turned the corner. Obviously, TCU's record does not reflect that. Uh, a couple of other teams that maybe don't reflect that, but you had teams, even with new coaches, who, and so I, I, I think I find this one a fascinating matchup because Nikki Collin, Baylor's new coach, has a longtime friendship and, and relationship with this Iowa State coach. And uh, and I, I think I think that first win meant a lot to her and and, and, and you know uh, as her first time as a head coach in college basketball. Uh, this will be an interesting environment. Are you getting any sense, Derek? As far as like, we've seen some great crowds recently in women's basketball. What are you kind of expecting this evening there in Ames? 
Well, I think we're expecting at least 10,000 people in here and maybe even a sellout. In fact, one of the things I'm going to be doing is checking with there. There's a rumor going around that it's sold out. I need to verify that with their SID. But at the very least, they're expecting 10,000. I think this will probably be, you know, to your point, Matt, about the Big 12 rising this year, this is the biggest regular season game that Baylor's had in some time, uh, maybe about a decade. And I think it's going to be the most hostile, intense road environment that Baylor has played in in some time because Iowa State's coming in here thinking we can finally knock the big bully off the block. And their fans are going to feel that way too. And, of course, it's the uh, the Bears' job to go out there and with a new look and with a new way continue their dominance. Yeah, you're right. Talking to Derek Smith, who calls these uh, these Baylor women's games and then also uh, baseball. Been a busy man because we've had stuff all weekend going on. Then you have a doubleheader. We'll get over to the baseball in a minute. Um, I, Derek, I would say what you've seen is over the past uh, month especially, or even the past uh, two or three weeks, uh, Queen Egbo got on a run. And, I, again, I don't know. I, you know, there are times, and whether it's foul trouble or whatever reason, where she doesn't in this season have the impact. When she's on her game and, and, and has that energy, this is a different team. This becomes a true top-five team in the country. Do you, from being around the team, do you have any sense for, like, when that, that you know, uh, you know, that, that, that it got switched a little bit and she kind of got things rolling was there a moment you kind of saw that happen this season you know she had a uh, a rough couple of games at the start of big 12 and then started putting together a couple of good ones in a row and i think it coincided with the team beginning that first winning streak the five game winning streak and she's been better since then i mean she as you said she makes the difference She's a little bit of an X factor uh, at times in the game when she's really playing well. The team does, and I really think it's probably January. At, uh, it really coincides, like you said, a lot with the team's run. Yeah, I, I, she really. I mean, it, it, you're you're right. When she gets rolling, and then of course Sarah has this way of energizing the team. You know, they, they've got so many scores, and you never know exactly, other than Nalissa, you know exactly what you're going to get from Nalissa, you know, on game in, game out. I thought that was cool, Derek, to see her the other night, you know, on a on an interesting day. Did, did you did you sense that the college game day and everything, did the, did the women, you know, obviously we know why they were in town uh, for the men's game that night, but did, did you sense like an obvious uh, – uh, sort of bumpy, just you know, as far as like, uh, and again, I I was uh, sadly I had to be at a funeral Saturday, so I wasn't in town. Oh no! What was it? What was it like? Um, you know, kind of leading into the the women's game because that's a tough thing to do is try to keep mm-hmm. a fans uh, a fandom's momentum like all day. You can't like lock them in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of wondering how much you felt like the women kind of fed off the whole college game day and the fan experience and everything that was going on the other day? You know, there was definitely a buzz. It was I think there was a buzz because it was a big game. You know, the Kansas win was the one that really started things in the right direction. Yeah. And they knew how good Kansas was and wanted to make sure that Kansas didn't get revenge. Then you throw in the fact that you have a that you have college game day here, as you said. Holly Rowe was around, you know, saying hi to people. You know, I think a lot of them did see the setup. Um, Coach Nicky was giving out pizza to the students. There was a buzz. And, you know, 
the, the crowd that was there, it wasn't a sellout at the women's game, but the crowd that was there brought some of that energy as well. I think the crowd that was there maintained a level that was kind of befitting of a college game day kind of day for, for the women, and obviously it was a tight game that they won. And so it's hard for me to put exactly a finger on it, but there was definitely a buzz. Yeah, okay, you felt you kind of felt that and everything. It's just, it's always fun, and it's, you know, it's kind of nice when – we still get excited for college game day, but I feel like between that and big noon kickoff and everything, it's they're becoming sort of regulars in Waco, and I think that's a really uh, cool thing that we've seen happen. Derek, I mean, since you've been all these years we've spent around the campus, I mean, you know, that was not a common it thing. It wasn't always that way. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's uh, become <laughs> more, and more, uh, more and more common. It was fun seeing Alyssa uh, interviewed during the uh, men's game that night. Oh, that was really cool. Holly Rowe certainly brings her passion for the women's game. And I think that's a very uh, healthy and a cool thing that happens. Talking to Derek Smith, who does uh, uh, radio for the women, does radio for Baylor baseball, does a little bit of everything on the Baylor campus. Um, what about the baseball team, Derek? This um, That's an interesting – I mean, that, it's not how you want to start. I mean, get swept by Maryland. I mean, such a downer. They start to, you know, Houston Baptist, they get the win over them. They start to kind of turn the corner. And then, to I know they probably were getting greedy and wanted the sweep against Duke, but still a top, um, that's a top 20-type program. And and to win two out of three, do you you feel like, you know, it it was, uh, did it it feel like everybody kind of calmed down and was reminded, hey, we've got some big-time talent on this team? I do, I do, and you know, it's funny, Coach Rod, you know, you talk to him, he does a really good job, at, especially at the beginning of the year, I think, in maintaining an even keel and, a, and that environment that helps the guys focus on getting better as they try to get wins, and no one was happy with the 0-3 start and getting swept by Maryland, and, you know, and frankly, he was able to point out, you know, you look at what Maryland did that first weekend, it wasn't dominant, but they got hits with runners on, they didn't make errors, and they made Baylor basically earn everything they got. Baylor gave them uh, extra opportunities with errors. Uh, they allowed Maryland to get key hits with runners on. And so basically all you have to do is say, hey, we're more than capable of doing what Maryland did that first weekend. And that's what Baylor did against Duke. They did a nice job, um, you know, getting a clutch hit on the Friday game, playing in just rough conditions after a one nothing lead. And then they got the clutch hits late in the game to pull away, keep Duke at bay. Then they took advantage of Duke's walks on Sunday, put pressure on them all game long. And just about any time Duke gave them a free pass, they knocked the runner in. And so it was just good to see that this Baylor baseball team, just the, you know, the little things that win baseball games, they're fully capable of it. They did it this weekend, and I think they're ready to build on that to become you know, the kind of team we think they're capable of being this year, which is a, a tournament team. You know, the thing that kind of, and I know you're like this too because you kind of look at the, the bigger picture like like even Coach Rodriguez does, the, the pitching was not bad. I, I mean, did they make some mistakes and have some walks and all that? Yes. But the, the you know, the pitching in that, in that sweep, it's not like they just got obliterated. You know, we've seen series at the first of seasons. I'm trying to remember a few years ago, maybe it was TCU, somebody early just – put us through the buzzsaw and you're like oh whoa are we going to be able to recover from this and 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 it I, I think the pitching is solid enough and proven enough where that could, that doesn't leave a mark like it could with other programs That's and the true. good news is Derek it's just like you got a million games to get that off now the, the the problem is of course I mean this conference is 
we say it every year. It's a good conference, okay? It is. But, but this is kind of like a different level even. I mean, I'm down here in Austin right now. They believe they've got one of the best teams maybe they've ever had. And and Oklahoma's good. Oklahoma State's always good. I mean, you go right down the line. Um, TCU's, we'll see what they do with their new coach. Um, this is about as deep a conference as you'll find. Yeah, it is. And what's funny is, you know, you look these last couple of years, not only do you have great talent and great coaching, but because of the COVID year and because of the smaller draft uh, in 2020, you've got a lot of teams that have a lot of guys that normally would have gone on to the next level by now still playing. And so you've got these teams with, I would say, power five talent with some of that mid-major consistency and ability to play together. And it makes it really tough, but it makes it a lot of fun, and it makes it that much better because just about every team has a lot of continuity. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. And, and it's, it's sort of like, uh, you know how Gonzaga, they finally got beat the other night. So it's maybe a bad time to use this example, but but some of these teams sometimes don't feel. I'm talking about Gonzaga men's basketball, don't feel battle tested. If you can survive this onslaught and get into the tournament, you know, get in, you know, get into the NCAA tournament, you can, uh, you can you can make some things happen if you can survive this conference. The problem is, of course, you can be like fifth in the conference and be be really good, and uh, and and so they'll just have to keep rolling. Hey, listen, it was fun, Derek. I appreciate it. And uh, by the way, as you were. As you, we were talking, uh, Furch spotted me, uh, Doug Furch, uh, yes. from Office of Baylor alumni, and did make his way out here. And he was wondering, I'm doing it on the Tyline app, so he was kind of wondering why I wouldn't put my phone down and say hello to him. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, no, we're live Doug. Yeah. I had to kind of give him the, the, the high sign, like, hey, hey, can't do it, can't do it right now. But <laughs> uh, listen, you all have a, uh, have a great call tonight. We'll be listening 104.9, uh, and y'all will start up at 5.30. And, uh, and then, of course, the men on ESPN Central Texas at 8. So another huge night. Um, it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Big night for both teams. Derek, I appreciate you taking the time to do it. Hey, thank you, Matt. It's always great to visit with you. I appreciate having me on. You bet. You bet. There he goes. Derek Smith doing the uh, yeoman's work there in Ames, Iowa. Aaron, I was just kind of happy that uh, – you know, last few times we've had somebody that close to game time, we've had uh, we've had like a national anthem practice going on, and 